Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings Travelers Championship. DraftKings picks, preview, lineups, ownership, along with the final betting card, the one and done, and the weather report for the week. Reminder to you out there, smash like to the episode, rate, review, subscribe, and download the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or and Spotify. Double the downloads, even better. Plus, subscribe to the Mayo Media Newsletter. It'll be released on Wednesday evening with all of the final information, up-to-date info for everything, and all of the short links. Listeners League is full, so thank you for filling that so quickly this week. Tambo's in studio with me. I saw a bug flying around. Is there? I didn't see it yet. Watch out. Flies and no flies on me. Maybe you're the no fly zone. I have no idea. Probably because you didn't play Nagano. Oh, God. That was the worst play of all time. Is it, was it history. the worst play of all time? I believe literally, yeah. I don't think it could get worse. It was, I think it, someone said it was like the genera- generational edge in showdown round four. 23 or 24% owned Nagano in the main tournament on Sunday. Was it just so you could jam everyone else in? No, well, it's that, but also just everyone played the top of the leaderboard. Like I think it was, it was one of the most duped. Sunday dupes that you, we've had in a while as well, where everyone just plays the main six at the top, like everything that you can fit in of getting one, two, three, four, five, like as many as you can. And then he makes it work sitting in 15th or whatever it was. But that was a fun Sunday. Close call. I guess you could say I was the, you could say I was the uh, Ricky Fowler of the Sunday, you know, T5 finish up there and looking good till the end when it wasn't looking good. Could also say I was the Sam Bennett looking very good in the beginning and not, not so good in the end. What did he end up coming? Like 42nd, I believe. 42nd. That's back to back T42s then I think for him Ooh. at the US Open. It's close though. <laughs> Just the he's the Thursday Friday warrior. <laughs> this bit is getting a little out of hand. People are again coming at me now. All the Pat Mayo supporters that are out there, out there like Tambo Mayo knows you don't know anything anymore. This guy is on Sam Bennett. I'm like, hey, the guy was solid. I didn't say he wasn't a good talent. I just was making fun of the play. It's not. I'm not against this guy. He's obviously good at golf. Most of the stuff with him is like making fun of his, you know, how slow he is and spitting on the course and how cocky he is. And then he shaved the little chin unit off and everything he's got going on. So it's more of a fun bit than it is making fun of his actual play. He's he's a good player. You're going to use Sam Bennett this week? I'm not. No. Continuing on this path. Yes. He's 7,000 now. I said he'd be 8,000 or more at the U.S. Open next year. We'll see. Still, still time. Still time. He's got an entire year to figure that stuff out. <laughs> yeah. His ball striking is awesome. Though. It is. And it, again, <laughs> it seems to be, though, too, like the tougher course setup is just it's whatever it is. He's got a little bit of the sort of Brooks cockiness to him back in the day acting. Oh, I don't really know the numbers. I just do my thing. But it showed at least for the first couple of days where he was able just to put it where he needed and play it from there. He, he used the same strategy on day one and two. 
that Rory used on Sunday, which again, Rory had a monumental Sunday. You go look at the numbers, top end. My thing, and I was saying it to Kenny earlier this week, I think somebody posted a whole thread. I forget who it was. I think it's a LKD, Luke Gerdine or whatever it is. He posted Gerdinen. He posted a whole thread about Rory's Sunday. And the one thing he said is kind of what I said on Monday. I was like, he didn't do anything wrong. It was definitely the way to play. You hope Wyndham Clark falters and go. But I think being in that where he was, like if you could just plant a few more inside of five feet or 10 feet and get some of these roars going, it would have really... It would, it would have rattled Wyndham Clark. A little, although, hopefully. Although Wyndham Clark started to get rattled down the stretch anyway. I have no problem with what Rory did. And I mean, sticking it inside five feet at the U.S. Open is pretty tough. But he sure. left himself enough. Listen, if you just made one 15-foot birdie out of the eight that he had, he would have been at least in the playoff. And again, I don't... It's like you said, it's hard to do. It's Rory McIlroy. He's incredible. You can't beat those numbers. I guess my thought was like, again, with what I loved about Wyndham Clark and what he did. I know we get to have the ender curse, uh, you know, all, all this stuff this week, the, the victory laps. But when you look at it from the perspective of what Wyndham did, it was very aggressive. Like he did, if he lost, so be it. But I didn't think he played too safe or too anything. He just said, I'm at the U.S. Open. It's Sunday. I'm playing to win. And he won. That, I love anyone, but I mean, if his short game hadn't been as on point as it was, which was mm-hmm. just amazing, I mean, he's probably shooting eight over that day because he just but, being that aggressive. It just ended up with all these weird up and downs that he just made. Yeah, and if, like, you, it, if you think you can make them, you can be as aggressive as you want. But yeah. generally speaking, at a U.S. Open where you know the winning score ended up kind of like the leaders were minus eight after day one, and the winning score was minus ten. Mm-hmm. Like par golf is good. Para golf wasn't good at the Open Championship last year. The course was too easy when everyone was there. There were 63s live, and I guess unless you're Tommy Fleetwood, no one from the final groups was making that after the course got burnt out a little bit, that it seemed like a pretty prudent strategy. Just let me hit every green of regulation and see what happens. Yeah, it's definitely not a bad strategy. Again, not knocking. Roy crushed it on Sunday. There's nothing bad to say about him. It's the point of the Wyndham side is even if he didn't have that short game on Sunday, it felt like he was okay with it. Obviously he's playing to win and wants to win, but I just like when I hate when a guy will come out and just play super conservative to try not to lose you, whatever got you there in the first place, continue on that path. I think that's the way to go about it. And you're hoping for that one big hit. You did a show with degenerate 75 reverting this over to, to DFS. It's the same thing. And you talked about yourself, little loss, 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 little win, little win, little win, boom, win the PME open or win 20 K with Kodaira or whatever it might be. You're, you're playing for that, one big spike week, and in this case, pretty big spike week for Wyndham Clark. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. H- huge I mean, for him. That's two of them now. He's on a little bit of a heater. Yeah, he is. Two of them in the past three months. And now his price goes up to 9200 We'll get and, there. And 0% of people are playing him this week? Yep. Are you playing him? No. Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> it's I. I looked at our golf digest thing because we always had to pick a guy to fade. It's like, it's very clearly Wyndham Clark this week. Yeah, it's funny. Almost every, if you're like doing hand builds and stuff too, a lot of lineups just land there. But it's like, oh, Tommy Fleetwood, Morikawa. Why would I ever play this guy? I don't know. We'll see if he continues on this path. He's obviously better than what people expected. You know, the bounce back. Maybe it gives hope to guys like Sam Burns or Max Homa. Guys like that. Maybe Justin Thomas has to be lumped in now. All the Max Homa versus JT conversation all this season that we've joked about. And you and Joe and different guys you've been on shows with mentioning it. Now it becomes the two of them sitting around drinking a glass of red wine, making fun of themselves at the U.S. Open again. so I thought that was good content. That was excellent content. <laughs> I wish they actually had have jumped on the channel. You know, the Thomas cast, you can't spell Tomo, Thomas without Homa. You put that together like a Manning cast and have them actually go and talk about it. We've, we've seen it. Rom after the event, Scheffler after When these guys come on and talk about the golf, it's the best. Bets for the Travelers Championship. So I think the obvious one that I am not betting, which is very unlikely, I am not betting Morikawa this week. Okay. I think... Everyone is betting Morikawa this week. And when I look at the numbers and think about who this course sets up for, it's, it's called Morikawa. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I had made too many bets previous to that, so now I can't afford to put him on my betting card. Even at the 40 boost? There's a 40 boost? I thought there was. Oh, if there's a 40. I saw Fleetwood, Fowler. And well, I, I, t- I took the Fleetwood 40 boost because I saw that early in the week, and I just assumed Is there, think, there's no more. I more. think we get different ones. Maybe. I've definitely been off more, ones more that Ka- you've been on or vice versa. So I mean, Morikawa was down to 22 to 1 in the outright betting market. Yeah, it was earlier in the week I yeah. saw something. So I, but, I missed that. Then. Yeah. And I'm not going to – I don't have room for a 20 to a 40. You know, I could – you know, decrease my overall Fleetwood was the other guy people got at that number I I took Fleetwood and it has nothing really to do like I ran the stats like his stats are good they're not great Morikawa's are excellent for this course but sometimes you just got to ride hot form he's been so close now this is the closest he's been to a win in his PGA Tour career like for a consistent basis like he's been very good Mm -hmm. for three months now why not here yeah, I like him more than Fleetwood, for sure, if that's the first starting point. I know you took the bet for that reason, I'm saying, but when you... You like Fleetwood more than Morikawa? No, I like Morikawa more than Fleetwood. Well, so do I, but now he's half the odds. Yeah, yeah, for the bet, <laughs> you, the right thing. I'm saying when we get to DFS later, and just in general, the conversation piece, or when we go to one and done, wherever we end up on it, I do prefer Morikawa this week over Fleetwood, continue on his little path from the Canadian Open and then the, the Sunday 63 or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, what's that? Second place, loses in a playoff in Canada. I think he ended up coming in sixth place. Yeah, sixth or eighth or something. Sixth, there. eighth, whatever it might be at the U.S. Open. He was fifth place at the U.S. Oh, there, Open. there you go. And he was fifth place at Wells Fargo. He was third at Valspar. Valspar is actually one that kind of crosses over with this course a lot, mm-hmm. hence why I'm betting Adam Shank this week as well. Just get where's, back where's the, Sam Burns when we need him? I, 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 that's what I said on the research show. It's like, this is like the Sam Burns classic. Like, where, where, where is he at? Yeah. Come on. Paul so, Casey, come on back, big boy. Paul Casey's played very well at this event in his career. Yeah. He lost to Bubba that year. The Bubba went mental in the final oh, round. Oh, yeah, I remember him. that. Bubba. Remember Casey got stuck behind the tree? Yeah. All those guys wish they were back for this event. Man. Uh, let's see here. So I start with Fleetwood at 40, which means I, have, I bet nine guys outright this week. Um, this is the week to do it. I don't. Maybe it's going to be like Scheffler, Rom, one, two. It can happen. So Fleetwood at forty, the Gallet sixty with five places. It's on eighty on him out there, but I'm already locked into this one with the each way. Uh, Henley sixty six with five places, another popular bet. Harris English seventy five to one with five places. So those are like the four, and then the rest of the guys are just absolute bombs. I got Aaron Rye, one hundred and forty to one with five places. Justin Sir. 150 to 1 with eight places. Ekrote, 200 to 1 with five places. Shank, 200 to 1 with five places. And my guy, he's back. Who is it? The Gim Reaper. Oh, yeah, I like that. 300 one. to 1 with eight places. And I made a as large of a wager as the site that is open 365 days a year would allow me to wager on over 62 players under par for the tournament at plus 115. That is currently minus 150. Yeah, I heard you talk about this, and the only thing I was wondering about it, and I, I don't hate it. Obviously, the odds keep going in that favor, and I believe that it's going to hit. I'm saying, but the the one part I didn't understand is like you were, you were basing it off the cut line and where it is every year. The last seven or eight years, it's like seven or eight years, it's been where you would want it for this to be a real thing. But you're just assuming nobody goes backwards after the fact. Is that correct? Well, I mean, some people can go backwards if they want up, to. Up to a certain amount, of Up course. to a certain amount, yeah. yeah. I just was saying that was my point was I guess that some of them – Sam Bennett makes the cut and then doesn't show up on the weekend. Well, <laughs> let's say. I mean, what happened? At the, I bet this at the Byron Nelson as well at plus money. And the great thing at the Byron Nelson was, I think the cut line was like minus four. So there was a bunch of guys at minus three, minus two, and minus one who didn't make the cut. So they were locked into being under par. That's nice. So if the cut is minus two, 
and there's going to be a bunch of guys at minus one. Like they're they're free money for you. Yeah, I like the bet still, and I, again, it's going in your favor. And I, I think it was good. I was just wondering. I was making sure of how you were saying it, and that was the truth. That it is still for the final result. It's for not, the final result not for of everyone up to the, in the cut tournament. line. And I was like, okay, well, they can definitely still go backwards versus that. But yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, and it doesn't. Like, when we get to the weather in a minute, it doesn't seem like. Uh, there's that much going yeah, on. Yeah, it doesn't seem crazy over the weekend either. Good call. Uh, so what do we got here? I bet uh, two Euro Tour guys, because I heard their names mentioned on Twitter. So I was like, I'm in. <laughs> Which guys? Uh, Lacroix at 80 to 1 with five places. And Del Rey, potentially Lana. Uh, Del, Del Rey, we played last week. Sky liked him, and, and the, he's a bomber. Is he and, perfect? And, and we played him last week at the U.S. Open and was solid for round one. It was not good in round not two. Not good in round two. Jordan Smith was the play. Yeah, Jordan Smith, really good. He actually was another guy on that list that Sky popped up with last week. That uh, did he just mention every guy from the? Did you have like no? We were talking about how everyone was saying it's this type of course, and like typically a U.S. Open is a U.S. Open is a U.S. Open. So why not just play some of these bombers down there and see what happens? I mean, and the, some of the guys on the list, like Min Woo, Jordan Smith, some of those guys that still popped and crushed. I mean, Min Woo is one of the biggest bombers. On it, right. I'm saying yeah. so just have, but again, that at least he made even more sense. We loved him last week again too. another guy that was just so solid at 7K has showed up on these big time stages and does it again. And someone, I think it was Epat on Twitter said, we got to bet the, uh, the Min Woo Min G. Uh, double this week. His sister, obviously, a very incredible golfer. Free, own right, free so. money this week? Because those, those are the three bets that I consider that I didn't make. Morikawa, Tom Kim, and Minwoo. I'm considering one bet. I have a bunch of bombs with you. Mine are Jaeger, Smalley, Spawn, Hodges, Ekrote, and then this one's stupid, but Reavy. Uh, just well, I, I don't think it's stupid because I, I was actually digging him and digging into him a little bit earlier, and like he made my star list for DraftKings. Like I like him here. Did you see the same site that's open 365 days a year? I, what do you think about this? Because he actually, I think there was like a tweet last week from the Cuda that was like our champion, and, I, and it sounds like he's going to be going back there. So it had him at it was 66. 66. He's been doing well lately. Imagine if he shows up here just a little bit, even if it is just the top 40 thing again. And what is he, 250 to 1 this week? I got him at 400 with five places. 400 with five places? Yeah. And, and then I hit the, the T40 again. To win PGA Tour event, he is 66 to 1 still. You can bet Tony Finau 10 to 1 to win the 3M. Maybe that's a bet. We'll see what Tony does this R- week. He's R- a topic. Rory plus 350 to win the Tour Championship. What about this? R- Rom 11 to 1. I have nobody right now. Jagger at 140. I mean, it would make a lot of sense because I bet him at 12 to 1 last week and he was nowhere near ever sniffing yeah. contention. So, of course, he'd win this week when I'm off of him. Man, I'm, I think I'm going to do it. I just, that's the one I'm feeling. So, all right, we'll talk more uh, on this stuff throughout, I'm sure. But I definitely think he was the interesting one I wanted to run by you. And then Rory, we, I guess we don't, we don't have him available one and done. We're going to go there in a second. But do you, what are your thoughts on Rory this week coming back off? As I told you, like I'm very committed to playing Tony Finau as my most expensive guy this week and just fading everyone else. See what happens. Bold strategy. <laughs> See how it pays off. <laughs> hey, listen, like, like I said, I lose every week anyway. Might as well try it this way. Yeah. I again, one, one thing about it is it's definitely going to be unique this week. The Stars and Scrubs route is very easy to do. You can play two of these guys up top. You can build Scotty Rom lineups, no problem. You could, you could have built, I built Scotty Rom lineups last week that was pretty easy. For sure. I think, again, my point would be to that is, yes, we could have. I don't think the general public was as comfortable last week doing that with, like a, whether it was whoever, Sam Stevens, all that, that we were clicking. Sam Bennett. They, it's funny because all the losers that we went with got like didn't get there, but they played well. Yeah, played but they fine. Made the cut. 
But I think this week is really easy to do it. So it just seems like for your strategy, it's going to be extremely unique because most people at least have one of these guys up top. See, I'm already winning. It was like when Rom's ownership dropped at the U.S. Open. I was like, you know what? He doesn't even need to win. I've already won. Gosh, every time we get that spot, we can't do nothing with Just it. Just nothing so. with it. Yeah. Uh, for the one and done, the three-man between Jeff Cust and I, I have Tommy Fleetwood as my one and done. Jeff has the gala. Tim has Tim. A hot streak. After Wyndham Clark was his one and done last week, he has... Harris English as his one and done this week. God, the one guy I don't really like, and now he's on him. He's he's feeling it right now. He is. Got Harris English might come in dead last. I really hope so. I, I have bet him to win, so I would prefer that Tim continue his heater and win. I had made my bet previous to Tim making this pick, but you know, maybe you got to ride the heater with Cust. Okay, he had Rose earlier this season. Obviously not as big of a call as this yeah. Wyndham Clark situation, but what happened after Rose? Went downhill for a minute, didn't it? Oh, yeah, we, we all ended up passing him again in the one and done, despite not having a winner. Just his picks were just miscut, 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 miscut. Right. Hopefully he's just feeling it, you know, coming off of a major week himself and a little bit of a major hangover and letdown because I'm not as high on Harris English. I guess that's one topic because I'm sure we're going to go weather one and done, but just in, in my other thing to you this week is that you, you do a lot of content. I'm doing a bunch of shows trying to put it all together. Course history at this course. It's all over the place. Is, there, there, it does feel like there are certain, like, if you're left-handed. You're good here. Watch out for Cody Gribble this week. Yeah. The Gribbler. <laughs> because of what? Because Bubba and Harmon? Uh, but yeah, Bubba and Harmon. And yeah. Phil, Phil's played here, like, not like not when he was 48. Yeah. But throughout the course of his career, had played really well. I think Mike Weir had, like, pretty good course history here, too. <laughs> Mike Weir, he's been in the spotlight lately. Like, there's only so many, like, left-handed players that are out there. Maybe yeah. he gets ego week. Oh, shoot, man. Maybe in showdown. Um, but my thought is this. Like last year, especially, there was a bunch of these guys that weren't here. How, how do you see that affecting it as much? Because I know a lot of people are factoring it in heavily this week, saying like, oh, this is a course history spot. It's really, well, you know, one, you got to stick to it and go to it. But last year, like, I don't have the list fully in front of me, but a bunch of the guys in the top 25 price points on DraftKings or on the, on the betting boards, very similar, did not play this course last year. Obviously, Xander played and won. But like- I was going to say, if there's a course, <laughs> if there's a year that you want to go back and look at, and I think a lot of the course history, by and large, whether it be Bubba or Casey or Harmon, generally speaking, they're the best players who play in the field at the Travelers because mm-hmm. this field is never really that strong. So I think if you want a decent sample of what this looks like with all of these guys playing, you got to go to 2020 when it was the third tournament out of COVID and everyone did play. Mm-hmm. Dustin won. Dustin beat like beat the brains out of Brendan Todd in the final round. Yeah, that's a that's a good point to bring up. I don't. I'm gonna now pull it just to see it while you bring it up. But I'm curious just to see what the leaderboard looked like. Uh, it was Dustin ended up winning. Streelman was in second. And Streelman, Streelman's won this tournament and he's won at Valspar before. My guy Will Gordon, our Canadian brethren, Mackenzie Hughes up at the board. But Deshambo, uh, it was still a lot of guys, man, that are like whatever. Nah. Yeah. Desire, armor, steel, I bet, you they, I bet you they all putt well that week. Answer. I would imagine so. Got a putt here. Winner was, I mean, Dustin was at 19 under. Was this right before the stretch where Dustin went and won all those? He won the Masters later on that. Uh, yeah. This wasn't like, this was the first part. Like, he won this, and then he, like, went away for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then he started, like, winning crazy amounts because he won the Masters in November. When you go down to T11 that year, it's Rory... Cantlay, Hovland, Brooks, Xander, uh, you know, a bunch of guys there. So just to note that they were all in the mix until they weren't. Well, I think that's what's interesting and why I don't mind fading all of the $10,000 guys this week. Because when you go and look at what this course demands, it's who can hit the best 125-yard shot and who can make the most 10-foot putts. Mm -hmm. That's what this tournament is. Yes. That could be anyone (laughs) in a week. Like, eventually, I do think one of, like, the good players ends up winning. 
but that doesn't that doesn't for starters that doesn't sound like a Scotty recipe to begin with. <laughs> like minus nineteen in a putting contest. Not the way he's putting right now. No, not the- not with the way that he's putting. But and generally speaking, yes, he puts well in Phoenix. But apparently, he just knows those greens. Other than that, like he's not winning. Has he ever won a birdie fest? Like he wins at API because it's a hard course. He wins the Masters because the Masters played hard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it makes it tough. It's just again, it's the talent over four days. Sure, but if we're thinking about that, and we have some neutralizers in terms of a, like just the. Oh, it's the Rom thing, walking off the course. This effing putting contest going yeah, through. Yeah, and Rom's won that tournament twice. So, right, but, I'm saying, like, but still, it, it may, it's, to your point, it does make it a challenge because it's like, man, they still have to come up with the goods on the greens, and that can be a challenge at times, and it doesn't always go that way. Just look at any of the events. We, we follow it all year long. There's plenty of events where these guys just don't find the putter. And then, to your point, then it leaves some of the problem. Is, for me, is just the talent up there. You're, you're competing with too many guys. Scotty, Rory, Rom, X, Cantlay, Hovland, Finau, Kawa. I mean, you're getting into Cal and Fino anyway, so you're fine. But there's six guys above them that are pretty good golfers. Yeah. And listen, when we talk about the ownership, it's going to be Scotty, Fleetwood, Morikawa. Those are the three that everyone seems to be going to, I think. For sure. And then Cantley, always. Oh, well, I mean, this is where he, he shot a 61 as like a 13-year-old here or something like that. <laughs> how'd that work for, by the way, Max Holm, how'd that work last week? He man, had the course record, but it was seven years ago. Oh, man. Wow, it's funny because he was looking good. Through, I mean, day one was fine for Homa. He yeah. had one of the better scores. I think he was inside the top 15. And then he started out. He missed a putt early on Friday, like during the afternoon wave, and it just went off the fucking rails for him. It makes no sense. I thought he was going to set the course record every day. That was the, the line coming in is one narrative from one round from seven years ago, whatever it was, and that becomes the thing. But here, I hear what you're saying, so we'll, we'll talk through it when we get there. What's, uh, we had a good one and done last week we did we had cam smith well, let's talk about the weather first though. yeah uh i'm using the cromwell tower on windfinder.com right now it looks like there's big gusts of wind there's going to be periodic rain but it doesn't seem like it's going to be lightning so it's probably not going to actually stop anything so thursday might get backed up a little bit they might have to conclude thursday on friday morning maybe not though because it looks like there's midday rain and then there's rain overnight so this course is going to be fucking soft especially if it's like little light drizzle or there's like one downpour for 45 minutes and the guys are going to get on the course and just go ham on it. Um, but it does, if it doesn't get delayed, the PM AM I think has a distinct advantage here because they're just going to be dealing with the soft course and just firing at every pin. Even if it gets delayed, maybe. Even if it gets because delayed. If it gets, even if it gets it, delayed, it, the rain overnight, the soft well, conditions I, I, in the morning. I'm just saying that if it gets delayed overnight, then I think it actually equalizes the waves. Maybe, but I would still lean that way because also, too, the normal situation, if this was just perfect weather, beautiful days, everything's nice, the bumpier greens in the afternoon that you get, the stuff like I always talk about last week, two-stroke advantage, PMM, but again, you got to go out and you have to have the mentality of making the cut and getting through, and it is still a designated event. There's a big paycheck on the other side of this cut, getting to your uh, guys on the weekend that go low for your big bet. That's the thing, so... I don't hate the PMAM anyway. It does get you sometimes naturally off just some of the common builds that people just can't get away from. So um, I don't hate it. I don't see it as like a massive thing right now, but it's definitely something I'm going to keep an eye on. One and done for us. We made a million bucks last week and barely moved in the standings. Cam Smith, fourth place finish. Not bad. How many people had Wyndham Clark? Two. Oh, wow. Out of 4,400. That's crazy. Was one Tim? No, one was not Tim because he couldn't figure out how to join the one and done. Oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, keep going. Sorry. So, so for us, like the best player that we have available is Hovland, who I actually think is a very good pick for us this week because no one's going to use Hovland. 
What's his percentage? Thirty-one percent available to people, and people aren't going. And go people are him. just are kind of off, like they they feel like they missed the wave, or they're saving him for the Open Championship at this point if they haven't used him yet, because mm-hmm. he might be one of the bigger people. Like if you're one of the people like us who has Hovland remaining, why not, right? Who else do we have then? Because that's the Fleetwood, thing. who's going to be probably one of the most popular one and done plays, and is my one and done play for our three man. But I can see not using him where we're in catch-up mode. We also have just the... I mean, just stopping at those two and then I'll let you go. But the flip-flop of what everyone's doing versus what we could do is the right way. Like, I think you go Hovland here, Fleetwood at the Open. Well, people are piling on Fleetwood now because of the recent form and the two last results. Sure, I get it. But then the other way, they'll they'll have to look at it the other way. And maybe it's the opposite. So I don't hate that. Keep going. Uh, So that's it. That's it. I mean, now we're into Ricky, Henley... Day English Sungjae Thigala cameo Henley or Thigala we could talk about I guess I think th- I think both those guys listen it's a designated event it's five million bucks for first prize as I told Tim he was very pumped up about currently leading the one done is like you know I'm gonna get 1.5 mil- more million more dollars than you for winning the elevated event than you got from Wyndham Clark from winning the U.S. Open yeah like these ones are more important in terms of the one and done I say we go with Hovland. And just hope he continues to be good. Yeah, I like playing, uh, you know, win equity that I feel like is there versus, again, I know why we're, again, people are betting Thigala at 90, 80. I know you got it each way. I bet Henley and English. Henley at 66, like all this stuff. But again, talking about. We have to use a modicum of strategy here because we are not currently winning. (laughs) Right, that's true too. What what is the uh, percentage on Fleetwood right now? 55%. I'm guessing he's going to end up being like 25% on this week. Yeah. Like he's probably. Other guys might have a top-tier player left. Like, we have Hovland left, who's a top-tier player right now. So other people might have Cantlay or Rory or Scotty, although it's doubtful because they're all, like, in the teens yeah. in terms of being used. Morikawa is... So, for example, Hovland is 31% remaining to be owned. Morikawa is 35% remaining to be owned. We've already used Morikawa. If people have Morikawa left, they are using Which him Which they week. do. 35% have him. So, yeah. in the same spot, making the same decision we are this week, More little bit more people have him than... What, what we do so I you know on Hovland so I think yeah I like that play I also like the flip-flop we talked about again if people aren't following the idea is pretty simple is that we're behind what we're in 1400th place or yep. something would it make sense to use Fleetwood here yes he's in good form he just put a 63 up at the U.S. Open on Sunday he lost in a playoff the week before it's fine but for us the, the flip-flop makes more sense less people are going to be using Victor Hovland this week and probably saving him for a playoff event or the Open we can do the opposite. Now we'll still have Fleetwood available later on. What do you think about using Ricky this week? Not for I, us, I actually, just in general. I, I'm using him. That's my guy. On my own personal one and done, I have two guys, and I'm using Fowler in one, and I'm actually taking a shot on Homa in the other. That, I mean, I was thinking about when we get into DraftKings, I think that's a very interesting conversation about using Homa this week. Well, we're not at a major anymore, so. so yeah, maybe you can. Now that Sam Burns isn't here, because I saw Kenny had posted because everyone's you know calling Rory a choker and all this stuff, and we had the same conversation on Monday. I did with like when I brought it up to Cus, like why is Rory a choker but Scheffler's not? Mm-hmm. And like, is there wh- even wh- such a thing though? Is what people say. Like that's kind of. I the mean, point. I, I think that they're listen. Did it, Tiger close all those tournaments, or did everybody else choke? And so he just naturally won. Just, yeah, he was just the only. He, he had he did the least amount of. He's been the best. I'm not, it's not. We know Tiger Woods is no one's surprised. I'm saying, but like you could. The way it's said is my point more so. Is like, did he actually close, or did the others choke? He, you know, he's a closer. He won all those tournaments, so you would call it a closer. But it's hard. And that's that's really decipher. the unfair standard that I think that people get held to. Like, think about the amount of second place finishes Jack Nicholas has in majors. I think it's like twenty. 
Yeah. He won 18 of them. That's great. It's the most ever. But it, it could have been a whole lot more if same, he wasn't a fucking same, joker. Same in every sport. And <laughs> Wayne Gretzky missed 100% of the shots you don't take. Babe Ruth struck out a million times and still had all these home runs. Uh, Michael Jordan missed thousands of shots. Still, the, like, you know, is he? are they chokers in these spots? Or did it just, it's just part of the variance well, that goes with it. Well, I, I find it funny. And this is always the comp that I like to make is that your reputation as a great quarterback in the NFL that if, like, Aaron Rodgers is going to get this, he's made how many Super Bowls? One. Mm-hmm. What is he in Super Bowls? One and oh, never lost a Super Bowl. He's lost in the NFC Championship like five times or something like that. That will never be held against him because he's perfect in Super Bowls. Yeah. It's like, so if he was just a bit better in the games that he lost but lost in the Super Bowl, that is somehow a worse outcome? <laughs> he's a choker in the <laughs> NFC Championship he, games, but he's a closer. If he, he's he's just a closer if he's Super there. Bowl, it's like, which is he then? But like you said, it won't be held against him. It's, it's definitely yeah, the way like, it sets up. It's only in the biggest moment that it gets held against you. Like, no one is holding the U.S. Open against Rom, although he was dog shit for three rounds. Yeah. But he never gave himself a chance to win. Rory's biggest problem is that he always gives himself a chance to win. Is If it's a problem. Again, I think he definitely takes it somewhat... To, the, to heart, they talked about after the Open last year how he did all his interviews and then was like, they saw him like crying, getting put into his car with his wife and things like that. Again, it's an insane situation and how bad you want to win certain tournaments. That one especially, the home of golf, everyone behind him, all that, and then Cam Smith takes it away. It's just the way it goes though, man. Cam Smith played good golf. It, it, I don't think as much Rory choked, he couldn't make a putt. He put himself in position, he was right there. That's the variance that comes with the game. Call people whatever you want to call them, label them however you want. The label can change next week at another event or at the next major, I should say, or yeah. something like that. It's funny because Scotty doesn't get held to that standard. It's like, well, Scotty can't putt. It's like, yeah. well, <laughs> that's part of it. it. It is funny, though, too, because like I said, choke. I mean, this guy, four feet away from getting to the finals at the match play, Sam Burns, head in hands, thinking it's over. Not a major, though. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't Again, count. But you go to all these other events, the Schwab, the Memorial, all these. Scotty should have won by seven, but he didn't. Nothing. He just didn't find the putter. It's fine. He's and, and it's because he's a nice guy. He and, watches the office. I mean, is Rory not a nice guy? I don't know. I guess I feel like are... he is a nice guy. But if you go and look at the numbers, why didn't Rory not win the U.S. Open? The first two rounds, he gained three strokes putting. Saturday and Sunday, he lost four. Mm-hmm. So he just pulled a Scheffler. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, I think so, it, it matters to your personality. Yeah, and no, how I much agree. you're in the public and whatnot, because Rory speaks on everything, or he used to. He's slowed down a little bit now since the the live stuff and all that's happening. Is that even happening? I have no idea, man. That's why you can't <laughs> even talk about it anymore. It's like everything's set up today. They're talking about how you know one of the teams, the Majestics, took a big sponsorship from like a crypto company, and now we're finally seeing sponsorships uh, roll uh, into of it. Cor- of course, they do. I wonder if that crypto company is going to be in business in three days. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, right? So. Uh, I'm not following it anymore for that reason. I have no idea what's going on. It's just in the end, you know, a big thing that we have to think about. But uh, focusing on this week, Pat, we got the Travelers. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. DraftKings picks and lineups for the Travelers Championship. Let's start with ownership and work off there. And we did take Hovland for the record. Well, we took Hovland as our one and done, correct. Okay. Come on, Vic. Although <laughs> I'd rather just... I'd rather not win in the one and done if one of my guys can win the tournament. Man. Vic can come second. As soon as you say Vic, I just think of Ricky, man. This guy, poor guy. God, really thought he was going to do it. 
I thought he was too. Even my dad texted me. He's like, I really hope Fowler wins. I told, I, I put it out on Twitter. Just like my grandma called me. She just irrationally hates Rory and Spieth. And I don't, like, she'll try to explain it to me. And it still makes no sense. Like this 86-year-old Dutch woman just hates Rory. Yeah. I don't know why. It's a vendetta against just a, Rory. Something about Rory just irks her. Oh, man, that's so good. Yeah. I, I just, I think it was crazy. And that's another thing for Wyndham, like pulling it off with Ricky and Rory in the mix. And amongst she, and others. Scheffler. And Scheffler. But, again, going back to the same situation, the personality of Scheffler not the biggest and best out there. Even though he's number one in the world, it's just, he just kind of does his thing versus Rory and Ricky. So polarizing in one way, even though they're really not, they're kind of just who they are, but there's some that hate them and some that like them because of the amount they speak on things that are in the public eye. So for, for Clark to go get it, get it done was pretty special. From the very top end above $10,000, I am seeing Scotty and Cantlay, as you mentioned, as the most owned, over 20% at the moment. We'll see how that shakes out. Rom slightly below at like, I don't know, 16 to 20, somewhere in there. Xander, 15 to 18. Rory, 13 to 16. And one of those guys is probably Rory ends up being like 11%. Yeah, if, that's what I'm seeing. What, yeah. what do you think about Xander? Because usually defending champions with this price tag squeezed between Cantlay, Rom, and Scheffler. Again, not like people are playing Rom heavily here, but I think there is enough that get to Rom in this spot. And then I know Cantlay is getting the ownership. So. Cantley always good. Cantley and Thigala, two guys I don't care what your thing says, are always going to show up by the end of the week. There's the new Fleetwood. Just how it always happens. Thigala, Fle- it, it used to be Fleetwood and Finau because they'd always be like relatively good prices for how much people like them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ricky is back in that boat now too. Yeah, Ricky is too. Pew, it used to be the, the three Fs. I, I said this the other day. It's the, the, we called them, it was Fowler, Fleetwood, and Finau. And then we found out the F stood for fraud. And then all of a sudden they came back and started, so uh, Finau started winning. Fleetwood started showing up a little bit. Fowler's really back. So, yeah, it is, it is those guys for sure. What, what are you seeing for Hovland? Because I have around 16%. Yeah, I got uh, 13 to 16. Okay, so, yeah, I, I was at the high end of that range. So, Finau could be single digits. Wyndham Clark is going to be single digits. He is going to be the lowest owned guy above $9,000, except for potentially Fitzpatrick. I still have Fitzpatrick higher. Okay, so it's, Clark is like the outlier in all of this. Yep. Uh, and Morikawa and Fleetwood are sucking up a ton of ownership as well. Yeah, Morikawa and Fleetwood for sure there. I mean, I've got them both I, 17 I, to 20. I think, I mean, if you're going to eat the chalk with both of them, which I am going to do, I think that my move is just starting my lineups with those, starting with Morikawa, like starting Morikawa Fleetwood. I'm sp- I'm mostly splitting them. I don't remember exactly what I have in so far because I've been a little bit on it ahead of time this week and I built some lineups. You know, come yesterday after I'd already built a few, I'm leaving them, but I was like, man, this range now, when you've got Hovland, Finau, um, Fitzpatrick, and you know, then there is maybe. guys in the 8K range you can play, it, it just interests me to try and move off them a little bit. Okay, I'm going to go full fade of the 10Ks and I'll probably just play a bunch of the 9Ks and mix them up because I'm going to throw... F- Hovland into the mix. I don't think Hovland comes in as high owned as maybe he's projected. Yeah, One, I, I have him on the lower side of the thirteen to sixteen, yeah, which means he could be nine when we get there. Possibly. It just—it's just, almost like the Rory thing where one of these guys ends up getting squeezed because that's what happened. Like Rom last week. Yeah. What like about no one had Rom predicted that low last week. They hadn't predicted the lowest of the group. And usually, if you're predicted to be the lowest of a certain tier of players, you're usually like three to four percent below whatever that projection number is. That's why, like you said, some like a guy like Hovland, you could see him come in at 11. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I think that's an interesting start, too, if you went like Hovland Finau. Yeah, or Hovland And skipped Ricky. Kawa and that. Yeah. Or you could play three of them. You could go Hovland, Morikawa, Ricky if you wanted to. Yep. Do you like Ricky or do you like 
I guess what's your th- between Morikawa, Fleetwood, Ricky? That's the three that I think will still get the Morikawa, Fleetwood, Ricky in that order. In that order, so yeah. they're priced accordingly. Okay. Uh, in the eights, Hideki seems like he's garnering ownership, as does Tom Kim and Si Wu, and Thigella, obviously. And Thigella, like you said, will come in higher than whatever he's projected at. Like he's projected at thirteen percent right now. He's probably eighteen to twenty percent. I'm hoping he's the worst play of the bunch. I really don't. I, I really. I know you bet him. People love the number, and he came second last year, et cetera, et cetera. But. And when I went and looked at the, I mean, just using the baseline of like Harmon, Bubba, and Casey, the guys that would show up to this tournament almost every single year and play well here. Where else are the courses that they play well? And you go take a look at it. It's all the places where the Gala plays well. Uh, obviously, he has the second place here. Plays really well in Phoenix. Played well at the Valspar. And His price tag's fair for that part of it too, because he's not ninety two hundred. Yeah. So he's you know where you know in a birdie fest or something like that where you're going to find a lot of scoring. Thing is, he does do the old bogey birdie, double bogey birdie birdie yeah, birdie. Like it's the whole point would be that you try to catch him on the week where that just doesn't happen. He may the one thing that I do like about him, and I understand why people back him constantly because of that. He does do the you know. Both. It's, it's for, good for scoring too. For, I'm for, saying it's, it's just, great it's, for scoring, it's, but like you're waiting for the week that he can clean that up once and then he wins. That's what you're banking on. Should have been waste management. Should have been here. Actually. Should have been here. Should have been here even more so. But I mean, that he, bounce, I still give him credit. I felt so bad for the guy. The bounce on 17 at the waste management. It's like, man, that's it's it can happen, but it's a bad bounce. The shot here. The shot here. I mean, he got he bladed it into the bunker. But he told him not to take that shot. Yeah. Like that was. But he, he was going for the win. Yeah. It's like, man. True. I, I appreciate my guys going for the win. I said it earlier with Wyndham. I like the aggression. The aggression. It just did not seem like the play. I remember it vividly, and it was like, man. Just please listen to this guy and just don't take this shot. And he does it anyway. Uh, in terms of who the chalk in the $7,000 range is going to be, I see a lot of Henley love, moderate English love, moderate Herman love. Eric Cole people really seem to like. Eckrote people really seem to like. Yeah, we're pretty aligned on what we're looking at and here. That's then. kind of it. The one that I actually thought was that I have started, like I, I'm playing Denny and Minwoo. And they don't seem like they're going to carry any, like, they'll carry some ownership, obviously, like 5 to 7% or something. I got them higher on both. Do you? I, I think Jaeger's the one who's going to end up being higher. I still have him up with them, but I've got him on the lower side. So I have them both 7 to 10, closer to the 10, and then I have Jaeger at the 7 to 10 near the bottom. Yeah, Rye could push 20% too, and I really like Aaron Rye this week, obviously. I bet him, and he's in my team that's almost in last place in the one and done. That's who I'm using. Yeah. I need to find a player who i'm the only person now other people probably won't take him i mean i'm in last so what are you taking my advice for <laughs> but aaron rye if he can win you know vault up that team will get back into the money aaron rye or sam bennett oh aaron rye okay we're good especially at this course um the thing is this range though pat is in seven k's it's like there's a lot of guys obviously henley's going to get the most love because that price tag and what he's been doing lately and where he pops on the charts and stuff, he's going to be really high, especially in high-dollar single entry, things like that. So we know people are landing there. Can I tell you four guys who I think are really good plays in the $7,000 range? You can. Keegan Bradley, who Northeast, should, baby. North, we're back in the Northeast. It's a hometown event for Keegan. He actually does. He has mixed history here, but he has some really good finishes yeah. as well. And just people want to play double the Russell Henley to the Keegan Bradley, like, it's true. That's right. what's happening right now. Yeah. That's exact. I've got him 10% less. Corey Connors like at it. 77, who, again, a generally popular pick who no one seems... When I say no one, I mean they're not chalk in this range. Right. 
is the point I'm trying to make. I don't want to pretend like Corey Connors is 2% owned. No, it's like the Fino. Fino's like, not going to be 5% this no, week, be like, but people would usually play Fino, and they're just not this yeah. week in, in the situation. Yeah, Connors will that. be 8% instead of 17 kind of thing. Yeah. So those two. I mentioned Minwoo and Denny, but it's not them. It's Byunhan An, who legit might be 4% owned, if that. Off the back injury. He's fine. Remember, he WD'd the U.S. Open Q, and then he WD'd the event right after. Everyone thought, oh, he's just quitting the Q. But then he withdrew from the event, Pat. So what's the what's the deal there? Maybe we should see what his Twitter says. He's usually pretty active. All right, let's you you research Twitter and see if his back is okay. I All mean, right. he can't putt any worse, so that's good. I think news. he's fine anyway. You know, I you know me, I don't play off that. I just I, I got to make sure the information's out there. People like, probably he, forgot if, that. If he's playing, I would ha- imagine that he's back. Yeah, I mean, his back would be back. But over the past three tournaments, the Byron Nelson, Colonial, and the Memorial, he's gaining an average of 8.7 strokes tee to green per event. I mean, we know he can't putt. That's fine. But the re- he's back to being old Byun An again, which is a great yeah. DraftKings play. Just makes every cut and, you know, will break your heart on a Sunday. But you're not betting him to win. Uh, the other one was, where the hell did he go here? Cameron Davis. Cameron Davis is nice. I like that play. I liked him last week. Cameron Davis, like, Cameron Davis sucks, and then he'll have a fourth-place finish. I think he's – you're going to take your licks with him, but because of the ownership that he provides – and, like, you don't – as uh, James pointed out, if people didn't check out the Tuesday show, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Degenerate 75 on it. He's just – he's a fun character. Definitely. But, like, if you're not willing to lose on some of these guys – and you will lose on Cameron Davis until he pays you off. Like, he just basically has missed cuts all year long. Sixth at the Players, seventh at the Heritage, fourth at the PGA Championship. With a bunch of missed cuts all around that. The bread of the sandwich. Two of those Pete Dye courses, by the way. Plays Pete Dye real well. Yeah, solid. And at 7,400, again, it's not like you're, you're asking for too much there. I think you could definitely, if you get one of those boom weeks, you're in good shape. Got the update. Benny Ann. Phil at, at Hatchman41 on Twitter, good dude, says, I worked some favors. He, he goes to the Travelers every year. I think he volunteers and helps out. He says, I, I got, got you the 150 Thursday tea time so you can get some extra sleep. Benny Ann quote tweeted and said, thanks, Phil. So must be fine. Good. Right? He's thanking Phil for the little bit of extra rest for the back. Let's see how it plays out. Uh, so those are the guys carrying most of the ownership in the sevens. And then we get to the sixes. Uh, Hubba Hubbard is jumping off the charts. As what do guy. you think about him? I, I'm not going to play him. Yeah, the big, big, big problem. I guess I would say, trying to get it out here, that I've got around him is you got Spawn, Smalley, Gim, guys Kim. like that that you mentioned. That I'm uh, also Michael Kim, who had a bad U.S. Open, whatever. Other than the U.S. Open, he's playing great. Yeah, he's probably fine. There, there's a, a lot of guys there, and that's again not just an ownership fade. It's when I he has some sort of ownership. It's only five or six percent. I'm thinking, but there's other guys that you like just as much around him. It depends what you like. I, that's what I know. I like all the other guys around him. Yeah, I'm just good with not playing him. Like I, I don't like him. I do like him, but I don't like him so much more than a Michael Kim that it's like, oh man, I, I'm not going to play one percent Michael Kim. I'm going to play sixteen percent Mark Hubbard. Like if that happens, like there's not that big of a gap there for me. I don't know if it'll get to that in like the higher stake stuff or the single entries, the two hundred dollars single entry or something like that. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if Hubbard ends up at like ten to twelve there just because. But I, I really don't think so. Just if it happened. Wouldn't be crazy. I just I see him around six to eight, and that's pretty much where he lands. Uh, I mean, I think he is just the guy that people end their unless they end it with Chez Reevy, who you talked about. I just see him. It's it's Mark Hubbard 
or who's the because there's no seven thousand dollar guy that everyone's just on pan will be popular but not super popular other than that like people are going to end their lives with Eckrod or eric cole at 73 so a 6900 mark hubbard just makes way more sense what do you think carson young gets to not much then he's mispriced then he's a good play all the guy i mean he again almost like michael kim oh carson young had a bad u.s open okay mm-hmm. that's okay how yeah, there's the, not much down there, so if you wanted to go that way, I wouldn't have a problem with it. And you, you probably don't need to do it this week because we mentioned a whole bunch of other guys. He lost 7.5 strokes on approach at the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Previous to that, he had gained on approach at least two strokes like as a floor in seven straight events. Yeah, it, it becomes like a Henley Hubbard versus a Carson Young Tom Kim. Which I would rather have. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, so that's what or, I'm or if you think about it, I mean, I, I wouldn't even think about it in those terms. I would think about it at the top end, depending on what you want to do, whether it would be like a Carson Young, Carson Young, Max Homa, or no, it'd be, yeah, Max Homa, Mark Hubbard, or Carson Young, Colin, or Tommy Fleetwood. Right. No one's uh, playing Homa, though. No, I, I know. I'm just saying, so like, I'm thing. trying and, to find and guys then, that like, are at the very apart. top, they're all like whatever. Or, so I kind of look at it like from the chalk perspective. Or, okay, Morikawa, Hubbard, or Carson Young, Hovland. That works out perfectly. Yeah. If you want to go to the, the Hovland and get some leverage there off of a chalky Morikawa and then also get off of the chalky Hubbard, that's a good little pivot. 2v2. Or to end your lineup, instead of going Co- Ekrote, Hubbard, you can go Carson Young, Denny or Minwoo or Connors. Yeah. I was looking at one yesterday. It was like Rom and Siwoo Kim Ooh. or Cantlay no. and Matsuyama. What would you do? Siwoo Rom. Rom You're Siwoo? asking me about Siwoo. Obviously, but uh, the <laughs> other, but Deki and Cantlay definitely pop off the page here. For yeah, but, I mean, you know how much I don't like Patrick Cantlay. That's true. Should have thought about that. I, I guess that's why it's you know tough when you see these ones. But for me, for you, a little bit more biased. But I think that uh, Decky, people just assume is priced completely incorrectly because of what's around him and what those guys have been up to lately. So build some out and see what we find. But that's so, one of the thought process is there. Let's try to build the most popular lineup of the week. Hubbard Henley. Uh, Hubbard Henley. Hubbard. Hideki. I was going to say Scheffler. Scheffler. Morikawa. I just don't even think Scheffler's nearly as popular as you think. Okay, maybe he's not. What if he's like nineteen twenty here because everyone's playing? I mean, that's what I have. Cantlay in... alone. Uh, yeah, oh, but I'm okay. Saying... Then we'll then we'll use Cantlay instead of Scheffler. Yeah, or like your Morikawa Fleetwood. I don't know. If we use Cantlay, then we can use. You still got Eckroat. What's eighty three hundred? What does that give us? Thigala. Hubbard Henley Cantlay Morikawa Eckroat Thigala. There's your lineup. Henley Cantlay, Eckroat Morikawa. Ekro could be Eric Cole if you wanted him to be. No, people I think are playing Ekro. I think they'll play both. They will. I just, I got Ekro coming in at more, but it's probably about right. So Thigala, this is our starting point. Yep. So Cantley, Morikawa, Thigala, Henley, Ekro, Hubbard. And if you go Thigala and Morikawa to Decky, what does that get you? What do you mean? Oh, you're 100 bucks short of Fleetwood. Who's 7,200 that's popular? No one. 71? No one. It's basically Eric Cole and Eckrode at 73. Then there's Hubbard. Hmm. I mean, there's guys that I really like. <laughs> Is there anybody at 79? 
79. Russell Henley, so it's too late there. I'm trying to see. <sighs> I mean, Adam Scott is also $7,900. So let's just do what we were talking about before. Let's take well, I'm saying, De- I just think we're missing take- Decky, is what I'm trying to say. Decky's popular this week at 8600 Yeah, but he's not going to be as popular as Morikawa. I think he'll be same. Really? And he's less why are, money. Why, why are people all on? Think, did you see his numbers last week? Yeah. He gained like 10 strokes ball striking. He's priced around did, did Cam you, Young, Sung J. Did you see where Thomas, he finished? And Homa. People don't care about that. <laughs> They just care about is he on fire right now and can he light this course up and at his price point it's fair so I don't know your lineup definitely makes sense that's the one that I think people go to people like that the Gala's in there it'll, okay, it'll let's let's take out Hubbard and put in Carson Young so now we have an extra four hundred dollars to fuck around with that can get you from the Gala to Hideki there you go insane have a hundred bucks left over so that keeps Scheffler in there and that could oh you have Scheffler in it. Or sorry, I meant Cantley. Keeps Cantley in there. We're going back. I was just I deleted it, so I was just putting it back into what you had. Does that keep Morikawa in there? Yep. Cantley, Morikawa, Hideki, Henley, Ekrot, Carson Young. And if you wanted to, Ekrot. you could take Ekrot to Project's I mean, almost the same too. So that's what I was thinking. Like Decky's going to be yeah. in the mix here. I mean, I like all of the guys. It's I don't love Seamus Power, but you have Cam Davis, Aberg, and Aaron Rye all at seventy four hundred dollars. If you just wanted to turn Eckroat into one of those guys, if you turn Eckroat into Cam Davis, Davis looks like a pretty good upside lineup here. Yeah, like now you have a super chalky starting four. But now you have Cam Davis and Carson Young to finish well, it off. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. This is literally the prime example of where everyone's like, oh, but you're playing all the chalk. But at least when you pop in Carson Young and Cam Davis, it becomes the conversation. Like in a vacuum, Russell Henley, when he's that price at that ownership and there's all those guys around him, I understand why people are going to say not a good play at that ownership. But I'm saying when you then pile it in with all this other stuff, it could still get there. And if he does get through and he's one of the guys that finds his way into the mix because that's why he's owned that way. People expect him to continue to do what he does. And in the tidbits today, like there were some great numbers on him beyond just what he's been doing lately in this course, the correlations, the other stuff that you've seen. So, I mean, I could see if Henley finds his way through, but you've now got Matsuyama, Cantlay, Morikawa, Henley, Cam Davis, if we get that spike week, and then it's Carson Young. Can he just do what he normally does yeah, can outside he, of US Open? Can he just come T22? With scoring involved, by the yeah. way. So, yeah. I, I don't hate it, Pat. I, I think that's a, another good way to look at it. All right. So how would, would you want to start your lineups? Um, I'll, let's go try like up top. Let's okay. go like Scotty Rom. Scotty Rom. Scotty Rom. 6,900. So I think we go Carson Young. I think well, we in go. The, in our, now that we're together here, let's do our thing. Yeah, let's go Carson Young. Chez Reevy. The one thing. No, not for me. One thing I was going to okay. say, though, I guess. Oh, I'm. See, the problem is when there's two Youngs in the field, the, the good C. Young is going to show up. The Carson Young this time, not Cam Young. So there we go. Now I've got my money back. I was going to say this should put me around 7,100. It does. There's a lot of guys at 6,900 that I said that aren't Hubbard that I like. Who, who do you like out of these guys? Well, definitely we could put Gim in. I, know you like Gim. I, I got Gim and Kim. Okay. I don't want to do Michael Kim. I want to do Gim. But well, who do you like out of Spawn, Hodges, and Smalley? Spawn. I like Spawn. I mean, I, I'm not playing either one of those three. Maybe you should. Um, I Land, think that on I, I would I would rather get back up to 71 with this lineup and just see if this works out. Can Is I that, just tell you mine first? Yeah, go for it. Carson Young. It, it's Scotty Rom, Carson Young, Doug Gim, JJ Spawn, Denny McCarthy. That's nice. Is there another 71? Because I like Justin Suh and I like Adam Shank, the 72 and 71. I can fit them in. Is there anyone else I'm playing? Will Gordon. Do you know who the numbers love? And I don't know if I can get there. Is Detry. 
Yeah, got them in the tidbits today. There was some good stuff on it. Like it just, everything I look at, just boom. What is it though exactly? Like I read it. Short iron. There is stuff that sounds good, but I'm saying, what are are you seeing? Short short irons and short par fours. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, there's eight of them. I mean, I remember the year that Bubba won. Obviously, I hit Bubba as an outright, but I also hit J.B. Holmes as a top-end guy in the field that week. I won a bunch on DraftKings, uh, and basically all I sorted by was who plays short par fours the best. And it was Paul Casey, Bubba, and J.B. Holmes. I was like, all right. And this week, it's Scheffler and Aaron Ryer, 1-2. Kitayama is number three. He's kind of like Cam Davis, isn't he? Where he's either going to be awesome or completely suck. Yeah, and then what do you compare him against and think about? Like, I is some of what he does not the best for this course this week versus if we were somewhere else? That's what I wonder. Maybe. Yeah. So the top 10 over the past 24 rounds on short par fours, 400 to 450 yards. That doesn't even include number 15, which is the drivable par four. Scheffler, Rye, Kitayama, Denny, Detry are the top five. Fleetwood, Morikawa, Wyndham Clark, Ricky, and Cantlay. And then Steven Yeager, your guy. Um, just going back, did you say Fleetwood and Morikawa? Yep. And did you say Ricky Fowler? I did. Here's the lineup. Boom, got it. Is, is that the start? Because I, I wanted to start a lineup like that. Check this out. Morikawa, Fleetwood, Ricky. Then you get Denny McCarthy, Aaron Rye, Thomas Dietrich. That actually works? Yep, that's the lineup. I mean, if you want to know how Pat lost all his money this week, there's the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> there's some real upside to that, though. And I, it I would agree. The top. It fades the top. And it's three 9Ks, not two. Because you got to think with the ownership, the way we've seen it in the 8K range. So in the 8K range, you got Matsuyama, Tom Kim, Siwoo Kim. And then in the 7Ks, it's mostly the upper 7K range with that um, Henley play and guys in there. So and, and English and whatnot. So what this does is adds an additional 9K guy, even with the chalk pieces of Fleetwood, Morikow, and Fowler, some mix of those three. Denny's underneath English and um, all those guys at the low 8Ks with Siwoo and Tom, as well as underneath Henley. And then you get Rye, who's like somewhere in the middle, but D-Tree really balances it all out. There's definitely upside there. Should I be trying to qualify for the Fantasy Golf World Championship, or should I be trying to qualify for that King of the Desert qualifier? King of the Desert looks King of the Desert seems fun. way more fun, by the way. <laughs> Especially you got to go through the same process. The pay, uh, payout structure is worse, for sure. Yeah, but you get to go to Phoenix. <laughs> I'm going anyway, so I don't care. But I'll definitely, <laughs> hopefully, with a, quali- with a ticket, I'm going to try and qualify. But it is the last week for Fantasy Golf World Championship. So oh, is it? you definitely want to get in the mix there. I mean, well, I, I I haven't been trying to qualify. Like, do I play? Do I? Because I'll probably go it down to like, do I want to play like a you know a hundred dollar single entry or play in the one twenty five qualifier? Get get in it. K K O T D King of the Desert. Get in there, man. Where is the? Is it in Minneapolis? The, yeah, three M. You were just there. How, how's the place? I wasn't at. Or no, where were you? When I, you went? I went to Hazeltine to play. But you went to. I've been to the 3M at TPC. Yeah, how is it? Oh, it's nice. And the area, I mean, like you've been in the area. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love Minneapolis. It's awesome. All right, so it's worth it. Then the Fantasy Golf World Championship, you get in through the three rounds. Well, it probably helps that 98% of people who play DraftKings Golf are from Minnesota, so yeah. that's helpful. A lot of from, from Canada. Canada too. as well, so it's pretty close to Canada. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a like nice get, logical... Get the crew together, yeah. Uh, I just remember someone got us into the hospitality tent on 18. Uh, that's the hole where you have to the par five where you have to fly it over the water. Matthew Wolf ended up putting in the week that I was there. Oh yeah, uh, to end up winning. How it it's great. Bryson hit that shot, and then Matthew Mor- and Morikawa ended up coming in second as well. Morikawa had that eagle try on the green and missed it, but missed it. But Wolf made his eagle try he from did. just off from the off green. the green. Yeah, that was a great event. And that, that was a fun event actually. But yeah, th- that's where it's at this year. So uh, the other thing is I won't be able to attend. I'm going away that weekend. So. 
Um, trickling off at the end, I'm still going to try and qualify, though, and if I get in, we'll see. But you don't have to be there anymore to play it. So Oh, that's I, – I, I used to have to be, but, yeah, I, I have a, other, other plans already set up this year. So um, for that event, it's one of those things. But King of the Desert, that's waste management. So it's going to be awesome. I like and it. they've got the, the DraftKings Sportsbook there. Oh, I'm trying to do my, my show from there that week. Let's we go. do our Super Bowl content. I mean, it will work out well for us. We can do the show from there. Um, yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. Can't wait. It's always uh, a fun I, event I'm ready, anyway. too. What's that? I'm, it's always a fun event anyway. Have you been? I went there for my bachelor party. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so this, you know about it. But I've, I've ran it a couple times. I've had the box seats on 16 before. Definitely a, a fun event no matter what. Max Homa, yes or no? For your player pool. Yes. Wyndham Clark, yes or no? No. Justin Thomas, yes or no? I don't think I could do it. I think I have to. I'm playing Sung J. 3% Justin Thomas? Yeah. Best way to do it, 88. But we just keep doing it at the same number, 87, 89, 88. But, but, we well, usually he's been like, at the past few weeks, he's been sort of the outlier in this range. But this is why I'm asking you. Like Clark, no one's playing. Homa, no one's playing. Sung Jay, no one's playing. Thomas, no one's playing. Cam Young, no one's playing. Jason Day, no one's playing. Shane Lowry, no one's playing. Yeah, like I don't mind him either. This he's, feels he's like a pretty good pivot. Like if you want to get the pivot off of Thigawa, Siwoo, and Tom Kim, it's Shane Lowry stuck right in the middle. Especially off Thigawa. This is like I I have even Jason Day. I have Jason Day and, and Lowry above Thigawa. So up to you. That's my how I play it. The other thing about Max Homa is again, it's easier for me just to wipe this under the rug because it's another major it's the u.s open it is what it is he doesn't show up at these for whatever reason yet till he does but he was fine what's his other two recent results two of his last three were like top tens he's 8900 well didn't he have a sixth and an eighth somewhere go go look him up there was somebody yeah, else memorial and colonial yeah he was ninth at colonial and eighth at quail hollow yeah, so I'm not making shit up here. This is what I'm saying. I know what everyone's going off here. Sorry, this was another one why I brought up early, and it was ninth and eighth. I was right there. But the the course history here, he sucks. All missed cuts. So everyone's like, oh, he can't play him because of that, and he just sucked at the U.S. Open. He's the one versus JT. It's JT. I get it. I love the guy. I'm just saying in general, I feel better about clicking the buttons of these other guys. I also think the setup is so much better for Sungjae if he could just find the irons. That's all we need. He may have left them in Korea when he won. Did he? Like, man, I mean, he, hasn't hit, he hasn't hit an iron well since. The run that he was on that mo- no one even knows about capping it off with the win in Korea because who gives a shit? But before that, 8th, 7th, 16th, 6th, 21st, 6th, 4th, 18th, like all these top end finishes. He's number, he's top 20 in the world. I, I Listen, I agree with you, but just... What is going on? With some, something happened. Yeah. We, we see that. I mean, something happened to Justin Thomas, too. He made a switch this week, though. Sungjae. Willie Wilcox. On He's the on bag. the bag? Yeah, I saw that. That's the key. So Wilcox is out of playing golf now? I guess so. Smiley Kaufman, baby. He's not grinding the Corn Ferry Tour anymore? Did you see that about the uh, the SB2K stuff? No. Smiley, like, literally right out of the league. This guy can't even play anymore. He's commentating on the U.S. Open. Ricky had his downward spiral. Spieth has had his downward spiral. They've come back and now sucked the powers out of Justin Thomas, who cannot find his game. They so, both, so, all went down. So what you're saying is that between the four of them, there's only a summation of so much talent that they That's have. It. They're all so drawn need, from the same. So so Smiley was sort of like their, uh, oh, what, what do they call Tom in the finale of Succession? I forget. The pain sponge. Yeah, he's Smiley the, was their pain sponge, so they could all be great. But now that like he came, his career's never been. I mean, he won the Shriners like ten years ago. Yeah. But his career's really never been better. <laughs> Being Smiley. on TV, getting to talk all the time, guaranteed. He's a good checks. talent. I, I like Smiley, man. I don't mind him at I, all. I actually like him as well. I mean, yeah. he probably said something one time. And now Feinberg probably hates him. Probably. Feinberg hates everyone. But I, I like those guys that get on there. Him, Colt, those guys that are just a little bit younger, that's got the fresher look at it. I, I think it's solid. They're in tune. 
tune with everything that we're talking about on golf Twitter. I, dis- going on. I disagree. I think we should have 30 A-zingers on the oh broadcast. God, that was literally the worst <laughs> of all time. He, no way he can put this close. No, I told you as it rolls and rolls and rolls. And then he goes, yeah, well, he kind of did there, man. He got it to three or four feet. He's like, I don't know how he did that. And then he has to go back and say, I said that he couldn't get it close. And he did. And he makes up for it that way. But man, it's bad. He, uh, I, I think I brought this up to Jeff, but on 17 where Wyndham Clark left his ball and then Azinger went on about like how impossible it was. He had literally for three straight hours, anytime anyone came into 17, said the best place to put it is where Wyndham Clark put yeah. it. Guy <laughs> but then it was impossible when he put it there. It's hilarious, man, the back and forth. But I don't know. They'll, they'll never get that. That's why I was actually praying, like you said, that Max and uh, JT would just hop on speaking to those two back to, to work here. That Speaking of, they would uh, you know hop on and get on the broadcast. PJ Tour even tweeted with them. was like, open Do it. form. Like, hop on for us here. So we'll see. Maybe in the future. But uh, those guys are the, the ones I feel better about in this range. JT at that ownership is awesome. But, man, it's tough. Well, we'll see. Definitely in on Homa, definitely in on Sungjae. I still like Matsuyama. don't love the ownership with him. Uh, Day and Lowry were the others in that range that stuck out. So four or five guys. Any other random thoughts from down here before we take off mm. from anywhere? Just someone maybe we didn't mention that you like? I'm trying to see. Like from the bottom. Oh, I have two guys that I didn't mention that I do like this week. Okay. If you need to go Stars and Scrubs and Carson Young's not your jam or you need to have two guys because you're really trying to jam it in, Sam Ryder. Okay, first round leader I like. I was just going to say, like, his... When you look at the courses that he's played well throughout the course of the year, they're all kind of the same courses that correlate with this one. The putter's been really bad for him, which was great at the early part of the year, but very sneakily at Colonial and Memorial, gained an identical in each event 3.4 strokes on approach. And that was only two rounds at the Charles Schwab. Plays these short par fours really well. He lost six strokes putting at Memorial. It's probably not typical but he had lost his irons and driving for a while after his hot run at the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. it seems like he's steadied that back out now but the putter's been really bad so no one's really taken any notice but i see you sam Ryder. i see you down there you like him i do i'm playing him man i was just trying to see what you could get uh and uh paul's guy andrew novak yeah guy makes the cut every week he comes through i got two that i'll give you in a second but i just want to see now that you said Ryder, and i kind of like your carson young take earlier too you put both those guys, Morikawa, Fleetwood, Hovland gets you to 8,300, which is Thigala. Finau gets you to 8,500, which isn't quite. So I think I'd go the Hovland, Thigala and just play for the ultimate upside there. And that one's not bad. You get Morikawa, Fleetwood, Hovland, Thigala, Carson Young, and Sam Ryder. It's not bad. Ultimate upside. Two I got. Anyway, Pat, I'll give you one is uh, Nick Hardy. Already played well here last year. You played. Love, you love Nick Hardy. Well, he's good. He's After guy. he came off his injury, he was already good. He came off his injury last year, had a nice run of, of events. He got the win with Davis Riley, which is whatever. Who cares? The team event. But then uh, he backed up his U.S. Open history last week from the year before and was solid and numbers look good. And then um, this this tournament, he played well out last year as well. So I don't hate him at 6,700 when you've got people playing Ches Reavy and others in that range. It's just a guy you could drop down to. And then this one's way off the board, but it is just an interesting tidbit. JT Poston. He was third here last year, second here last year? Second. So two two things that line up. One, people say the Wyndham thing about you know Sedgefield and bring up for like Tom Kim and other guys that compare they, across. They bring up Sedgefield here? Some people are bringing that up as S- narratives around other guys. I'm Sed- saying. Sedgefield Heritage are the two you want to link together. Right. But I'm saying it's getting brought up, but if you're going to do that, you got a guy that won at Sedgefield bogey-free in JT Poston. 
The other thing people bring in, oh, Thigala, second here last year, Thigala, second here last year. Well, so was JT Poston. The other thing, when you dig deep, the ultimate tidbit, more just narrative street, miscut 37th miscut. Coming in last year for JT Poston, miscut 38th miscut coming in this year for JT Poston. So, I don't know. It's a guy that can find his way around. Not my favorite play, but just to bring it up. And then I like your Will Gordon. Um, you, it wasn't your Will Gordon, but your thought process brought me to Will Gordon, who I already kind of liked because he also finished well at the 2020 version of this that you brought up. It's just kind of an extra little thing, but really it's his stats, birdie making. I, I, I like Will Gordon as a player at 7,100. I got no problem going to him there. All right. Shipitnation.com at Tambo on Twitter. You can catch the tidbits in the newsletter later on on Wednesday evening. So please go subscribe to that for free down in the description and comment section right now. Smash like and sub to the channel while you're here too. Thank you all for watching. Good luck. At the Travelers Championship, we'll be back tomorrow with Jake Seeley breaking down the rookie wide receivers and tight ends heading in to the 2023 NFL season. NFL's back. Get on board, all right? I'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.